0: Scott Walker. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Freedom Fighters. Last Friday, I spoke at CPAC about the fight to protect free speech in America. Specifically, I talked about the work of Young America's Foundation to fight efforts to limit or even prohibit conservative voices on college campuses across the country. If you're interested in our work, I invite you to go to yaf.org slash speech to see some of the cases we're working on, as well as the many cases we've already won. Still, we shouldn't even have to be in court fighting for this fundamental right. Free speech is a freedom endowed by our creator and defined by the US Constitution. It should be protected everywhere in our society, but it should be most revered on our college campuses. Sadly, it's not, so we must fight for that right. The last speech at CPAC came from President Donald Trump. Despite the lame coverage by most in the media, Our 45th president gave a significant and I think a substantive address touching on a wide variety of issues from border security, to opening up the economy and schools, to women's sports, to China, to Iran, to American heritage, and much, much more. Even when he spoke about the issues regarding the election, he did so with a plan for the future to ensure fair, honest, and secure elections. One of my favorite lines in the president's speech came when he said that Joe Biden has sold out America's school children to the teachers' union. Sadly, so true. Most teachers, I believe, want to get back into the classroom, particularly since the CDC director has said that students and staff can safely go back to school. But don't try to tell the unions that. In a far too common occurrence, we saw yet another example of the hypocrisy of union bosses last week. The video shows Matt Meyer, the head of the teachers' union in Berkeley, dropping up his young child at a private in-person preschool. This is the same guy who consistently told the school board that it wasn't safe to go back to school. Hmm. His lame excuse was that there weren't any quality public options for preschool, but that's not the point. The real issue that it is obviously safe enough for his child to go back to preschool classes in person, so why can't working-class parents have the ability to send their children back to school in person. This reminds me of the union boss member back in Chicago who tweeted that it was not safe to be in school. Then literally later that day, she posted a picture of herself by the pool in Puerto Rico. Maybe she somehow thought the virus would go away in the heat. Hopefully she's not a science teacher. And speaking of science, I wrote about this in my weekly column in the Washington Times. Liberals seem to be for science when it fits their political agenda but not when it does not. Yeah, that's right. Going back to school is a great example. Science says that it is safe. Union bosses say no. So sadly, most schools are closed. The same goes for Andrew Cuomo's horrible policies to keep COVID-positive people in nursing homes along with elderly and otherwise compromised individuals. As we've mentioned many times before, the New York AG uncovered that Cuomo his administration undercounted the death toll by nearly 50 percent. Now we find more evidence that they withheld information on nursing home deaths from state lawmakers and the public. So why would they do that? Well, it seems that they were worried that Donald Trump would use it against them and against Democrat governors in places like New Jersey, Michigan, and California. Well, he would have. Who wouldn't blame him? Cuomo's policies killed people while the media was swarming all over him. He got a book deal and an Emmy because of his performance, which was all a sham and a cover-up for his failed policies. Remember Joe Biden called Cuomo the gold standard for governors. All too often many on the left applied different standards for different situations. Over the decades, they failed to imp- impose Marxism on the American people through class warfare. Now they're coming at it through a different method based on race, Specifically, they're looking to radically change the economy through so called critical race theory. While our founding documents state that all people are created equal, that's not enough for the left. Instead of leveling the playing field, they want the government to ensure equal outcomes for everyone not just equal opportunity, but equal outcomes. That would be like giving students who are barely passing a class part of uh, a class. Part of the grades, I should say, from students who are earning A's because of their hard work and studies. Most people would say that's not fair. A liberal would say that they should add up all the grades and then divide them up equally. Some who advocate for critical race theory might take a step further and suggest that the male and white students have to give up even more of their grades because of their privilege. All this flies in the face of one of the most often quoted passages from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. Remember that? He said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Yeah, there is still work to be done on race in America, for sure. But the answer, I think, is to teach everyone, and, and most importantly, our children, about respect. Throughout the Bible, God tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves. If we treat others as we want to be treated, we can work out just about anything in our lives and in our society today. As conservatives, we love America. We want our children and grandchildren to grow up in a country that's at least, at least as great as the one we inherited from our parents and grandparents. We should also love our neighbors and want the same for them, regardless of who they are. I'm Scott Walker. Until next time, keep fighting for freedom.